to us. Fires, touchdown Miami. Waddle snuck into the end zone of Miami. Boy, tight throw, tight window. They had to get that touchdown on that play. They get it. What is up, Dolphins? And welcome to the Drive Time Podcast, part of the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network, covering your team, your Miami Dolphins. How's it going, everybody? I am your host, Travis Wingfield. And on today's show, it is a free agency special. Running back Chase Edmonds is up next. We'll break down his game and get him in here to talk some football, his decision to join the Miami Dolphins, and a whole heck of a lot more from the Baptist Health Studios inside the Baptist Health Training Complex. This is the Drive Time Podcast. That's another Miami Dolphins. So Chase Edmonds, 25-year-old running back, formerly of the Arizona Cardinals, and before that, by way of Fordham University in New York. And, you know, I look at this guy's game, and I've, I've talked about this a lot in my podcasting career, about how much fun it is to have a running back that can hit the home run and the big play. And that's what this guy is. Explosive stats in a 5'9", 210-pound makeup, and he just does everything well, man. He's, he totaled 903 yards from scrimmage and five touchdowns in just 12 games played last season. That's good for a 5.1 yards per carry average and an average of 2.66 yards after initial contact, and that came courtesy of plenty of lengthy runs. He had 18 carries that totaled 10-plus yards a season ago. That was good for a 15.5% explosive run rate. Again, 5'9", 210-pound back, had runs of 54 and 40 yards last season and clocked a high speed of 15 miles per hour on 23.3% of his carries. So a little less than one-fourth of his carries, he hits 15 MPH on the radar. That's most among all NFL backs last season with at least 100 attempts. Next Gen has some really cool stats, man. Something like this, a chart called Rushing Yards Over Expected, a metric through which Edmonds has displayed his abilities. He averages 0.58 yards over expected in 2021. Only seven backs had a higher yards over expected mark than Edmonds. That is another one of those really cool next-gen stats where what they do is they collect a whole bunch of data with stuff like the nearest defender to project how many yards a player should get based upon years and years of collective comprehensive data. And on those runs, Edmonds had 0.58 yards per carry over expected, which again was seventh in the na- or rather eighth in the National Football League last year. He also had a plus 10.2 EPA expected points added on 116 carries. Only Indianapolis's Jonathan Taylor and Dallas's Tony Pollard had a better EPA on their rushing attempts in 2021. But don't mistake Edmonds for a speedy one-trick pony. He's got a lunch pail mentality. 96 catches for 713 yards the last two seasons and no sacks allowed on 132 pass blocking snaps the last three years. Three down capability. Of his 116 rushes, 33 of them move the chains. That's an impressive 28.4% conversion rate. He also converted 16 of his 22 rush attempts with three or fewer yards to gain last season. That is a 72.7% clip. Pretty reliable to move the chains on short yardage. You look at this guy's tape, man, he's fun to watch. It doesn't take a whole lot of reps to see the urgency and suddenness that he plays with. It's a smooth, choppy, quick feet with excellent vision to both the front and backside to take advantage of daylight every time he sees it. Once he sees that crease, he can hit it and get big yardage, make guys miss on the arm tackles at that second level, and really maximize what you block for him as a runner. He's displayed exceptional patience both as a ball carrier 
and as a route runner. The Cardinals deployed him effectively in the screen game and from the backfield on a variety of option routes that really helped him utilize that quickness against reacting linebackers in the short areas of the field. We're going to you put Edmonds running downhill to linebacker and he has the choice to go left or right. Linebacker has to react to that. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. The 49ers offense under Mike McDaniel produced three top 10 run after the catch players in 2021 and no team utilized pre-snap motion with greater frequency than the 49ers. The pairing of quick decision-making with lightning quickness bodes well for the Finns in creating conflict for the opposing defenses. And according to the RAS, the relative athletic scorecard, Edmonds' 10.86 agility score from the 2018 NFL Scouting Combine workout was one of the best measured since the project began back in 1987. He has 6.793 cone time. That really shows you the change of direction skill set and the quickness in that of cuts 45th all time among 1,900 or 1,096 running backs who have ran that drill. Edmonds clocked a 407 on the shuttle run. That was good for the 70th best all time among 1,340 backs who ran the shuttle since 1987. So quickness, change of direction, really key traits there for running backs. And he excels in both of those areas. We talked about running backs And the quote from Mike McDaniel, let's go ahead and just read that back here from the combine when he was asked about the running back position and the importance of it in an era where there's this, I hate, I absolutely despise this narrative about running backs as importance. And I think coach really hammered that out as well as he possibly could have. He said this quote, you have to realize running backs collectively, whether you do it part to whole or one guy, you have 300 to 400 touches by that one position. Anywhere I've been, and with the Miami Dolphins moving forward, it's of paramount importance. We have a concrete skill set that we found that can really flourish in a zone-blocking system, end quote. Edmonds has success as an NFL zone runner in the run-pass option game, as a gap scheme runner, and in the passing game as well. He checks the boxes of that multifaceted player, much to the preference of the Miami Dolphins. Here's what Chris Greer said about the running back position when I sat down with both he and Coach back uh, last month. Mike prepared a tape of what he's looking for at the running back position. It was a great teaching moment for the scouts and the offensive coaching staff who came in and listened too. It was a good visual opportunity for all the scouts and coaches to be in one room talking about what we're looking for at the position and things that Mike has had success with finding in San Francisco. Our scouts really appreciated that, end quote. So Chase Edmonds checks a lot of those boxes. Also, one thing you'll see about these new additions, a common theme across the board is how much their teammates really like these guys. Like, you go to Twitter when the deal was uh, reported initially on Monday with Chase Edmonds coming to Miami. There was tweets from Kyler Murray and Kenyon Drake congratulating him. Kenyon Drake saying, treat him well down in Miami, that's my dog. And Kyler Murray said the Dolphins got a real one. Edmonds is an absolute dog on his social media. And I have a story for you guys to kind of show you about the dog mentality he brought to both the college and pro game here in just one second. But some additional numbers here. His alignment last season with the Cardinals, 402 snaps in the backfield, 62 in the slot, 32 out wide, seven as a trigger man in the wildcat formation, the quarterback position. And he also had two snaps as a return man for the Cardinals. He's played in 57 of a possible 65 career games for the Cardinals. And that was after a near record-setting career at Fordham University. There's a story here from 2017 talking about his ability to get back on the field and the way he works and to earn that respect of his teammates as a total dog mentality. There's a story from 2017 that details both his work habits and why he's proven so reliable 
both as a pro and as a collegian. And within that story, you'll find some details from the trainer there at Fordham and the, 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 excuse me, the, the physical therapy staff and everyone that helped him after an injury he suffered one season and just how much work he put in, how relentless he was with his treatment, his recovery, his rehab to get back on the field to chase the all-time FCS rushing record. Now he finished fifth all-time when he left school with 5,862 yards on the ground. And what's most impressive to me about that is that he was able to juggle multiple tasks, including the most important one, the toughest one that I can vouch for, being a girl dad. So let's go ahead and get Chase here on the podcast to talk about the playing career as well as that girl dad life next here on the Drive Time Podcast with Travis Wingfield brought to you by AutoNation. What's up, Dolphins? Travis Wingfield here, the host of the Drive Time Podcast, and I am joined by new Dolphins running back here, Chase Edmonds. Chase, what's up, man? Travis, what's up, brother? I appreciate you having me. We're happy to have you in here. You know, getting down to Miami for the first time here, how's it all feel? Is it hitting you yet? It's starting to hit me now. Uh, Touring the facility, seeing the great facilities that Mr. Ross has put into here, implemented here, man, it's beautiful out here. Seeing the locker room, getting to meet the people, uh, both yourself upstairs, downstairs. Uh, it's starting to sink in now, so I'm getting very excited. You told me about you want to do a TV career after your playing career. You, you pretty into that idea? I'm pretty into that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got a little, little little, sauce with the TV, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. It shows already. You got the aqua and orange popping yeah. looking good, looking sharp. So, uh, you know, you said that the building right here in Miami was great, obviously. It's a brand yes, new facility that's just awesome to work in every day. But besides that, what really attracted you to the to the to coming here to Miami and play with the Yeah, Dolphins? so what really attracted me to the, was the unique opportunity to work with Mike McDaniel, Coach Mike McDaniel, and um, I was told by a lot of former players, one, that they love him. That was the first thing for me. Uh, you know, I feel like playing for a coach who, who respects his relationships with his players was very important for me, very paramount. And then, uh, obviously, I heard he was a genius. I heard uh, he's the real deal. He's a guru. I really like his zone scheme, run blocking. I like how he utilizes his backs. And to me, it felt like the perfect match to come here and also gel with two, who I felt like is someone that with my receiving ability, I could also, we could benefit off of each other as well. So two questions there. One, how does the zone scheme kind of benefit your skill set? So yeah, uh, since my college days at Fordham now, I've been running on just zone scheme, you know, and then coming into the NFL, playing under Cliff for three years, it's all zone scheme mm-hmm. for us really is our primary run scheme. So I felt like with my skill set, I'm very comfortable in the zone format, especially outside zone, inside zone. And I felt like uh, something that just correlates to my, my skill set is also kind of, you know, seeing lanes develop, hitting the cutback, being able to stop and start very fast. That's what the zone scheme is all about, and that's what I feel like I do really well. Yeah, I saw it on tape, man. It's fun to watch. You're explosive as hell. You talk about Tua there, too. What's What do you think you guys do well together that's going to mesh together here in Miami? Well, I think the first thing I like about Tua is that he's very accurate. Uh, you can tell that he's intelligent, knows how to get on, get on his reads, get off his reads. And I feel like with me, that's something that I need just on, on the check down purpose of if the ball's getting out quick, especially in our scheme that we're going to be doing. Uh, it just it, it tailors to my skill set of really catching the ball out the backfield, figuring out what I could do with it and help moving the chains. Some of those choice routes, Texas routes, oh, just take yeah. them off and go, yeah, yes, right? Sir. You mentioned Fordham. So I have a couple of Fordham uh, trivia questions here for you. Ready I got for you. That? I'm ready. So do you know how many players have been drafted from Fordham? Myself, John John Skelton. Yep. <laughs> How, how long back we going? So this is like all time. I don't, all time? I don't know the name. It was like in the 40s, though. So I think you're I about to say, that was, that's probably with the blocks of granite. So I'm not going to know that one, but I'm going to say I'm gonna say three. It is three. It, it is, is three? It is okay. three. Okay, yeah. Do you know who has the longest career among Fordham players who were drafted in the NFL? I'm going to go with the guy from the 40s. It's Chase Edmonds. It's Chase Edmonds Chase already? Edmonds, yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's huge. So there you go, man. Hey, but uh, shout out to Nick Zakel. He's from Fordham. 
And he's a mid-round, late uh, late round prospect this year. So I got to give a shout out to my guy. Make it four. Lineman. Four. Make it four. Coming on for a pipeline. Come after your, uh, your longevity as well, yes, too. Sir. So love to hear it. Love the shout out. So, you know, uh, when you got uh, the the uh, agreement here with the Miami Dolphins, you tweeted about a kid from Florida making it through that rookie deal now into your fifth season. You must take a lot of pride in coming from a university that hasn't produced a ton of NFL talent and now to be here in your fifth NFL season. Yeah, just because uh, for me, I've kind of always been the underdog um, coming out of high school, obviously, because I went to Fordham, didn't have a lot of offers, didn't have a lot of FBS offers. And it's just something that I always carried on my shoulder, a chip on my shoulder every single place I went to. And uh, to be able to just kind of, I feel like in life, we get caught up in whether it's your profession, my profession of trying to be the ultimate, you know, trying to get to that goal. Everyone wants to be at the best of what they do. But sometimes I feel like people don't take the time to zoom out. And what I mean by zoom out is just zoom out of where you're at in your life right now and look at how far you've come, look at where you want to go to, and just appreciate, you know, the, the journey. I was just talking to Coach E about it. It's all about the journey, man. So for me, I appreciate that part of my life, that journey that really kind of molded me into the man that I am right now. Coach, he has some great perspective. He'll yes, give you there. He's, he's been around the block a little bit. He's yes, got sir. some wisdom. He gives me some wisdom all the time. He tells <laughs> me about being a father and all this stuff. Yeah. It's it's great stuff. So, Chase, I'm a big fan of next-gen stats, the player tracking they do. It tracks speed and everything. So you hit 15 miles per hour more than any other back in the NFL last year. Do you know that? I did not know that, no. Nah. What role does speed play in your game? So I'm not – honestly, I'm not even a burner. Like, I'm not no 4-3 guy, but I feel like what I do as well is uh, – I get from zero to my top speed like that, you know, in about two, three steps, I feel like I can, I can get, generate enough quickness, velocity, and power to get to my top speed. And I think that's probably where that stat came from. You know, I'm not going to hit no 23 miles per hour like my guy Raheem. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if we're talking zero to 20, I can get there pretty quickly. So I feel like that's something that I just kind of continue to learn and utilize in my skill set as a, as a professional football player. But it's also something that I think can obviously make me distinct and make me unique. Yeah, we had Keon Cross in here talking about his speed. He was saying he can go up against anybody in the long game, so maybe uh, maybe some races out there. Practice, <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see. But um, yeah, you mentioned the passing game earlier in Tua. You know, 130 targets the last two years. Why is it so important for a back to be involved in the passing game? Uh, truth be told, if you guys can see, you know, they, they devalue running backs quite a bit now <laughs> in the NFL now. So I feel like uh, if we all can run the ball, we all probably can't catch the ball. So I just feel like, you know, I want to go to teams in my, you know, Miami this year, obviously just showcasing that, you know, when it when in doubt, man, I can I can run routes just as good as your receiver four, and I, I'll take that to the table anywhere I go. So I feel like anything you can do more is better. More is always better. So I'm just trying to find a way to utilize whether it's pass pro, my knowledge of assignments, my. Uh, my quarterback trusting my hands out the backfield. Anything to make this team better, I'm willing to do. That's definitely a theme here at the Miami Dolphins. Your new teammate, Alec Engel, was talking about the multiple roles he, yes, sir. he likes to fulfill on the roster as well. So by that same token, no sacks allowed the last three years. Just three quarterback hits allowed in that time. What's the mindset required to be a good pass protector? The willing, the willingness to do it. I think uh, in pass pro, obviously, the running back is usually always at a disadvantage unless you're like Derrick Henry and you're bigger than the linebacker. <laughs> right. But So it's never a, a fair fight for us, but I feel like if you go into that fight willing to fight, man, and I used to have a saying with K1 that I'm going to bring right here with, with Tua is I'm going to die in that pocket with you, bro. You know, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that you don't get hit or you don't get sacked. You know, whether that's getting ran over and dying slow, if that's what I got to do, that's that's the part, you know, about the job. But um, also another thing with that, I just think it's really about the intelligence and knowing who you have to block, knowing your assignment. And that's something I take pride in. I take pride in knowing my assignment always and making sure there's no mental errors on my part. So you mentioned the TV career, the post-playing post yes, career. Yes, sir. I don't know if you know this, but you just nailed my transition to the next topic Because <laughs> you mentioned K1, Kyler yeah, Murray. Yeah. On Twitter, after you agreed with the Dolphins, he said the Dolphins are getting a dog in Chase Edmonds. Did you see that tweet? And can I you did. expand upon what he means? 
I mean, uh, in today's language, I, I guess getting a dog means you're getting somebody good, somebody that that's gonna help your team, you know, be a better team. And uh, K1, he's he's my brother forever, man. You know, I, I talked to him when I knew I was gonna probably be moving on. Um, but again, I feel like the relationship with your quarterback from your running back is, you know, is, is top tier, man. He's got to be able to trust that guy next to him in that pocket. And if you look at our games. Anytime you see our heads looking at each other, we talking. We talking about something, whether it's the play, the assignment, what he want me to do, what I want to do. Uh, but communication is always key, and that's something that I'm going to bring here with Tua. And just, you know, him growing and me growing is, is us growing. So it's, it's a win-win situation for everybody. And just finding ways to really mesh together, finding ways to become a better football team fast. That's great stuff. You <clears> talked <throat> a lot about the football here, but I want to get your kind of off-the-field okay, yes, off perspective. So we talk about Miami. It's a rich area in terms of culture, food. There's tons to do down here. What's What are you most excited about doing away from the football field here in South Florida for the first time? So, man, really just, uh, I guess, getting to know the city of Miami. And like you said, it's a great city filled with so much culture. And I feel like when you're a tourist of Miami, you don't ever experience that culture because right. most people just come down here to party and whatever. <laughs> but uh, for me, just really trying to get that experience of getting that culture, and I want to get my Spanish game up. Yes. By the time, by the end <laughs> yes. of my my year one in Miami, I want to be halfway to bilingual. So that's that's something I'm really going to actually try to hone in on. We're going to check in on you on that. We're gonna, nah, for we're real, gonna for real. <laughs> like one day, y'all y'all interview, give me an interview, ask me a couple questions in Spanish. Let me see what it. I can do. It's not going to be me because <laughs> I, I got to come along with you, but maybe yeah. we'll get there at one point. Yes, sir. Chase Edmonds, Drive Time Podcast, Travis Wingfield. Thanks for your time today. You want to help us sign off? <laughs> hey, man, we signing off. Chase Edmonds here. Fins up. I hope I did it right. I got to learn with it. I'm going to get with it. Add a couple sauce to it, but I appreciate y'all for having me. Chase Edmonds, thanks a lot. Man. Yes, appreciate sir. Your appreciate your time. Your Good stuff. And there he goes. How good was that? Chase Edmonds, new Dolphins running back. That's going to be a theme on these player interviews here with the new free agents joining your Miami Dolphins. Let's go ahead and take our last break and come back and wrap this thing up here on the Drive Time Podcast brought to you by AutoNation. Let's go ahead and put the finishing touches on this edition of the Drive Time Podcast. Big thanks to my guest, Chase Edmonds, and all the folks in the building that work so hard to get these interviews accomplished, to get them taped, to get them recorded. So much went into these, and I appreciate all the work of everybody involved. It took a village to get it done. So that's going to be it for my time on this edition of the Drive Time Podcast. You all, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. You can follow me on Twitter at WingfieldNFL. Follow the team at Miami Dolphins. Check out the Fish Tank Podcast with Seth and OJ. Of course, our YouTube channel for these in video format, as well as our Dolphins Today show and all the media availabilities. And last but not least, MiamiDolphins.com. Until next time, fins up, Caroline. Daddy is coming home.